What is it about a dynamic duo that we as a culture love so much? Sure, it can be satisfying and fun to watch one person beat the bad guy, but there is just something about a team of two that gets us excited. So what is it exactly that draws us into these team-ups? Is it the dichotomy of putting aside personal differences and heading off a challenge for the greater good? Maybe it's the history behind these two characters that have gotten you emotionally involved in their fictional relationship. It can also be a lot of fun to see two people who started out as disliking each other, but eventually grow to accept and maybe even like or love each other. Regardless of the circumstances, I think most of us can agree that dynamic duos are a lot of fun and can be a great way for a TV show, movie, comic book, or any other piece in media to get their audiences to connect with their characters. Today on the podcast, this is exactly what we will be exploring. My amazing wife, Lindsay, and I will be naming a few of our favorite fictional dynamic duos and discussing exactly what makes their relationship so special. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I'm your host, David, and join with me uh, this week is my beautiful and lovely wife, Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. How are you? Good. Doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here um, because... uh, I'm excited to talk about today's topic or this week's topic, and um, I needed a co-host, <laughs> and I'm down a co-host, so um, I'm super excited that you're here, and uh, I'm I'm excited to hear your your picks for for what we're talking about. Well, I I'm excited to tell you my picks. I am uh, uh, excited to be your co-host until I'm delightfully replaced (laughs) uh none of that is true at all um in fact i mean if if history shows us anything it'll be that um i will be consistently without a (laughs) co-host until the end of time uh, so I should just keep you around. Um, and like I said, uh, there, there have been numerous reports from the few listeners that we do have that they enjoyed the episodes that you've been on. So you have fans. Well, good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, so there is that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so today we are going to talk about dynamic duos. Um, I don't really know how I came up with this idea. Uh, I don't know. I was probably high at the time, but um, I, I just thought it would be fun. Um, and of course, we are talking about fictional dynamic duos from uh, really any piece of media, you know, that it extends to comic books, TV, uh, movies, 
et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and we are talking about individuals, um, people, um, organic matter of that, uh, uh, of that variety. We're not talking about like peanut butter and jelly or, um, you know, chicken nuggets and French fries. Mac and cheese. <laughs> Your macaroni and cheese. Yes. Uh, <laughs> those are dynamic duos, but they're not the ones that we're talking about today. Um, well, I would like to say that you didn't give me um, a lot of instruction on picking my top picks here. It's all right. So, do, do you have uh, dynamic duos that are at, that are actually food? No. Okay. But um, I picked mine off of dynamic duos that just work better together. They're funnier together. Um, play well off of each other mm-hmm. and make a good team whether they want to or not. Yeah, that's that's great criteria. Um, I, I I did have criteria uh, that I laid out, but I delivered it to Zach. And then Zach was like, hey, I'm busy for the foreseeable future. And then that's when you got looped into the mix. And, and I was giving zero instruction. I would just but... Say. I, I do want to point out that I did give you examples of what what could work as uh, as dynamic duos. So I felt like you had a little bit to go off of, but sure, I will uh, see that I at least um, minutely dropped the ball on, <laughs> on giving you some direction. Um, but yeah, let's. You want to dive into it? Uh. Can I dive in by saying some of the ones that I knocked off my list first? Um, so when you say knocked off your list, um, what, what do you mean by that? As in not my top picks. Uh, so are, are they kind of like... Um, Runners up. Uh, sure. I, I was going to say, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the honorable mentions? Yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to hear those. So initially I was thinking... Um, like sibling combos okay and uh so i wanted to have different genres so i was kind of thinking like um uh animated you know Mm -hmm. so uh, i went with phil and lil Mm -hmm. from rugrats okay because you wouldn't think about one without thinking about the other exactly so they're definitely a duo yeah they are twins yes yeah uh, and then, of course, immediately upon thinking of twins, I immediately thought of Fred and George. Okay. Yeah. From Harry Potter. Yes. Of course. Yes. I, uh, I am I, slightly obsessed with Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. As am I, but uh, not as obsessed as you are. Um, because uh, for just the straight up reason that I can never remember, uh, spoiler alert, which one dies, um, it's... <laughs> Have a fifty-fifty shot. It's uh, it's f- Fred. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Ha ha. <laughs> okay. Uh, so after that, um, I immediately thought of some couples, some awesome couples that worked well together. Okay. Uh, my heart of hearts went to Agents of Shield for Fitzsimmons. Okay. Uh, you know, I love them because they're scientists and geeky and. Why, why don't you explain what Fitzsimmons is and or who Fitzsimmons is? Because it's 
so there are characters on the show, Agents of Shield, and like I said, they're two scientists, and they. But w- what are their names? Because Fitz Simmons is the the like the Brangelina. Oh, Jim, Jimma Simmons and Leopold Fitz. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you don't really think about one without the other. In fact, their entire team has kind of combined their names. And mm. eventually, later on in seasons, they got married. Okay. And so, um, let's see. Uh, kind of a way throwback. I thought of uh, Barney and Andy from the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is a throwback, but a very good call. Yeah. I like, I dig it. I, uh, uh, I I remember catching the Andy Griffith show. I think it came on. Well, wasn't Nick it like at night. yeah? That's right. It was like the very first thing that hit after like your Nickelodeon lineup on yep. a uh, on a nightly basis. So uh, Mario and Luigi. Yep. There you go. Uh, Woody and Buzz. Mm-hmm. R two D two and C three PO. Classic. Uh, also on the Star Wars front, I thought of Han and Chewbacca. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, great buddy combo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in in the end, they just weren't my favorites. Um, I also sure. thought of uh, Jack and Karen from Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, either Leslie and Ben or Leslie and Ann from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, uh, so this will probably be, um, a heads up to you listeners, it'll probably be, uh, part one of many going forward because I, uh, I only picked three, um, because, like, I could think of so many more, um, but I only wanted to pick a couple because I really wanted to take time to dissect and, you know, and discuss and talk about exactly why I picked those instead of just rattling off, you know, a bunch and be like, here's a bunch of couples that I like. Um, but yeah, uh, so going forward, uh, we will have more. And I really wanted to put some folks from Parks and Rec because uh, on, on my list because there's so many. Like you have... Ron and um, Ron and um, and uh, and April and you have April and Donna and you like you said you have Leslie and Ben Leslie and Ann Ann and Chris April uh, and Andy April and Andy you have Tom and uh, uh, and Donna <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> like the the combinations of the duos are endless like they all um have such unique pairings to to each other so um yeah that's one of the many reasons why it's such a great show but yeah uh yeah all some of those will inevitably make my lists going forward they're spoiler alert like i said they're not on any of my list uh today well um Another one that I thought of was Sam and Dean from Supernatural. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but just, you know, it's just not a show that has my stolen my heart. No. So, I mean, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike it. I just. Yeah, yeah. It, it at the same time, it do- definitely seems like a show that you'd really like, but at the same time, like, I understand why it's not at the forefront of your, uh, you know, 
your favorite canon. Yeah. Um, are are we still rattling off your uh, your honorable mentions? No, I mean I could, we can be done. Uh, uh, I mean, I was uh, just out of curiosity. Like, I wasn't sure yep. if you had uh, yet gotten to the the meat and taters of of your your real picks. No. Okay. Cool. I didn't know if you wanted to go first. Sure, I'll, I'll go first with one of mine. Okay, so my first pick is Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes, and uh, I picked them. Uh, so. If I was a good podcast host, I would have given you the criteria that I laid out. The criteria isn't super strict and doesn't really mean much anyways, but the criteria that I did lay out was like simply state your dynamic duo, why did you choose them, and what uh, describe in your own, in your opinion, what makes their relationship special and... um, makes it stand out from others within either that show or just, you know, in general, what makes it stand out. So, um, but I chose, uh, so, you know, obviously Steve and Bucky are, you know, not just from the MCU, they're from, you know, originally from the comic books, but I am not super familiar with Steve and Bucky from the comic books, mostly just from the MCU. So, um, that's where I am drawing my my characters and the characterization from. Do you okay. have something to say? Yeah. Okay. So, wouldn't Bucky be kind of like the Yoko of the whole, like, Avengers? <laughs> uh, I I don't follow. Meaning he he broke them up because of Steve trying to. <laughs> Stand uh, by Bucky. Um, I mean, that's uh, an oversimplification one. And um, yeah, I, historically speaking, there is a uh, mischaracterization of Yoko Ono and the fact that she broke up the Beatles. And that's actually not true at all. I don't <laughs> I don't do music. And I definitely don't know that much about the Beatles. That was a strictly a a reference that, that I was, have. I that have, was my Ben Wyatt moment where he's, he's like, oh, he's like, okay, I uh, I don't even have time to tell you exactly how wrong you are. Actually, it's gonna bother me if I don't. Now, while the Lannisters are <laughs> are not magical, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, getting back to the topic at hand. Um, so Steve and Bucky, um, or Yoko and John, uh, I should say, um, obviously total BFFs and, and more if you read enough fan fiction. Oh God. <laughs> gross. I mean, not gross, but just not how I envision, uh, Bucky and Steve, but whatever. Um, they've been friends for a really long time. Yeah. Um, a very very long time um and so i i like their relationship for a couple of different reasons uh one because they they're both kind of tied to similar circumstances uh you know obviously steve was frozen in ice and and then thought out when he was discovered and then bucky was discovered by german uh scientists and he was 
you know, experimented on and he became the Winter Soldier. But uh, they're, you know, of the same circumstance where they're super old, but yet they their bodies were preserved. And so now they are, you know, basically the same age living in, um, you know, like 70 years later. So, you know, obviously they have that going for them. But uh, even before that, you know, they were... I think what I like most is the way that, like, Bucky treats Steve. And um, obviously not a lot of this was shown in the movies. I feel like uh, a lot of it was inferred. But you can tell that they had um, that kind of relationship where Bucky uh, didn't befriend Steve out of pity. Like, it was because he admired, admired Steve's character and how, despite his physical shortcomings he was still able to remain positive. Um, and so, you know, with all that in mind, like, I thought that, you know, Bucky was a really good friend, and then, you know, they just made an awesome, you know, duo. And, yeah. Um, anyways, that's that's my first pick. What do you got as your first pick? Uh, so, completely different genre. Mm-hmm. I picked um, Jim and Dwight. Okay. Jim from, and Dwight. From The Office. All right. Because I initially was thinking Michael and Dwight, but I really think like Jim and Dwight are what really made the first seasons of the show. Mm -hmm. They were really funny together. They played (laughs) off well together and it just wouldn't be the same show without those two being office mates. For sure. Uh, So uh, they just made each other better. They made the show better, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why I picked those two. Yeah. Uh, they didn't intentionally work well together, but they both intentionally are made the show better, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Like, I, I feel like Jim and Dwight, they, they do make a good pair, and I, I feel like we didn't get a lot of... Um, Jim and Dwight like good episodes uh, like what am I trying to say like when they're actually not friends but not fighting with each other and not like pranking each other like I feel like the show did a pretty decent job of inferring that those times actually exist because you know you have episodes where like when they forgot Kelly's birthday and so they have to work together and um, you know figure out what to do and then they go on the sales call um, and, uh, you know, little little things like that where you realize that, oh, like, they are not, they don't hate each other, like, all the time. Like, it's, like, the pranking is just kind of like a, a footnote in their relationship. Yes. Yeah. So, good call. Yeah. Um, a- anything else to, to add there? Nope. Okay. It was just one of my favorite shows and, you know one of um that stuck out to me and that wasn't like an obvious pick i guess sure um okay so for my second pick i got batman and jim gordon um as far as uh, iterations go i mainly chose um you know batman and jim gordon from uh, regarding the comic books uh, year one long halloween hush Uh, And then from the movies, the Nolan trilogy and uh, the new uh, the Batman from 
this year, 2022. Um, and I've always admired the character of Jim Gordon because he knows that life he is... He knows Batman. <laughs> he does know Batman. Um, and he also knows that life is fucking complicated and nothing is in black and white. Like, uh, with all the corruption in Gotham, you know, between the police department and the gangsters that, you know, quote unquote, run the city... Like, he feels that Batman is more than just uh, necessary evil. Like, like they always have... Like, Batman and um, uh, Gordon have had this, um, this relationship. Like, to Bruce, Gordon represents the potential that Gotham has within itself to, to be... To rise up and, and be better. And what ends up making the this such a good dynamic duo is these two characters recognition that they live in a wildly imperfect world um one in which they have to resort to like drastic measures quote unquote uh you know where (laughs) you you are a uh a detective or a commissioner and because you can't count on your own police department because you know there are people on the inside, uh, officers that are corrupt, you have to resort to relying on a vigilante um, that wears a cape and cowl and runs around at night, you know, beating the shit out of bad guys. Um, but, you know, all that said, like, I, I just, I love their relationship and uh, their, you know, their mutual respect for one another. And I don't know, I, I like I said, I, I think uh, maybe if I had to pick one, like the Nolan trilogy is probably pretty up there. Like, I just think that, um, uh, that what's his name? Uh, Gary Oldman did a fantastic job as Jim Gordon. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my second pick, um, uh, and uh, one uh, one of my favorite quotes. Like, I feel like it really helped define their relationship early on because it was in Batman Begins. Was uh, at the very end, you know, after he gives uh, Batman the the Joker calling card or whatever, he says, "I never said thank you." And he, right at, right before he jumps off the the roof, he says, "And you'll never have to." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Like, I don't know. It, it just, to me, it, that really helps, like, define their their relationship in kind of a, I don't know, kind of a special way. So, anyways, what's your uh, what's your second pick? Uh, so, Strike Team Delta. Mm, all right. So, illustrate us on what Strike Team Delta is. I mean, I know, but for those that might not. So, before the Avengers, mm-hmm. um... Natasha Romanoff and Clint Barton were uh, a special ops team working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And they worked together uh, on ops. Um, so, um, yeah, they're just one of my favorites. Um, I really thought that they were going to actually delve into like them having a relationship mm-hmm. um like they have in the comics in the past um 
especially like in the first Avengers movie, obviously you see Natasha out in the field and, you know, she's like, Hey, I'm working when Coulson calls, Yeah, you know, but she immediately drops everything once she knows that Barton's in trouble. Right. So why are you interrupting me? This moron is giving me everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, you see it a little bit in uh, the next Avengers movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets ruined because Josh Whedon decided <laughs> to give Barton this family for no reason whatsoever. I mean, that's also part of a comic illustration, but mm-hmm. I think it would have been better if they would have stuck with the Clint Tasha, but yeah, that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I just think they like... When you read the comics, um, they just work really well together. They mm-hmm. trust each other. They both came from backgrounds where they've been like stabbed in the back, mm-hmm. and they've learned to overcome that and put their trust in each other. Yeah, you don't think that their relationship works better uh, as a platonic um, dynamic duo rather than being romantically involved? It can. There's a lot of fan fiction out there where it's like, oh a, yeah, I'm sure, where it's a um, kind of a a, a triple. Oh yeah, that's right. You're, type yeah. type situation where it's um, Mockingbird, which is Clint's wife, mm-hmm. and Black Widow and Clint. I bet that's well. hot. Does it get steamy? Can yeah. steam yeah. heat? Mm, yeah. yeah, but that's not always the parts that I like. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. like I, I honestly like an even mix of steamy bits as well as like plots. Sure. In right. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want someone just showing up, be like, "Hey, did someone order a pizza?" Exactly. <laughs> hey, did someone order a tesseract? <laughs> yeah, that that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah. Um, I like them as friends. I think they're better as a couple, but um, I just think they're a good duo and they look out for each other. And um, I think even in like the movie, you can kind of see like they're looking out for each other Mm -hmm. before any of the other Avengers. Yeah. Like they're going to make sure that, you know, they make it out. Yeah. No, I, uh, I definitely... Uh, and wholeheartedly agree with you on that because um, I'll go ahead and admit it. Uh, I guess spoiler alert for anyone listening that might not have seen uh, Avengers Endgame yet. Um, I was affected more by the death of Natasha than I was uh, Tony. Don't get me wrong. I cried when Tony died, but um it like it was his time to go that was his destiny within the canon um i don't think it was necessarily natasha's destiny to to do that but that was just her character like she was willing to do whatever it takes like cap said whatever it takes um and uh yeah and, and you you felt that in that scene um the the loss of her life was it was it was more than that it was clint losing a partner 
you know, for a partnership that lasted a really long time, like you said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, that's solid pick right there. Um, you got any, any more thoughts before we move on to my third one? Nope. Okay. So my third and final one, uh, I wanted to go a little bit lighter, uh, since my first two were a little bit more on the serious side. Um, Dale Doback and Brennan Huff from Step Brothers. <laughs> you have to call me Dragon. Well, you have to call me Nighthawk. <laughs> um, so I like this relationship, uh, because, uh, other than it's just straight up absurdity, is the fact that like most, if not all of us, have had one of these friendships in the past uh, or presently, where you you and a friend started out maybe not as enemies, but you didn't necessarily like each other, and then you bond over something like hating someone, like the one that they call Derek. Like, bow, bow, I'm Derek. Um, uh, yeah, so, like, bonding over someone that you absolutely fucking hate or or something that you hate, like, that's just, it feels like a very human thing to bond with someone over, like, a mutual dislike of someone or something. Uh, and... Um, I thought that this movie presented that in uh, in a very funny and interesting light. Um, but you know there there are other fun takeaways from the movie, like the power of collaboration, like prestige worldwide, wide, wide, wide. Like yesterday, we we put liquid paper on a bee, and, and it died. Yes. So, good pick. Good pick. Solid pick. Uh, a good movie. I usually don't like those um, type of guy humor movies that are just too much uh, fart jokes and, I don't know, this, this... just repetitive stupidness. Mm-hmm. But I actually really do like Step Brothers. Yeah. This movie was a product of the 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 2000s era of comedy where there were a lot of them were kind of dime a dozen um like you had your staples like old school and anchorman and Step Brothers and tropic thunder and stuff like that like the heavy hitters of this particular genre like of just ridiculous comedy and then you had like a lot of like b and c level shit that like had a few good laughs but we're just kind of riding the coattails so yeah like this this particular genre um got worn out really quickly because of the the repetitive kind of humor like you said um but uh yeah anyways um uh chewbacca mask it's okay that mine's not movie quality (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so what's your what's your third pick? Uh, my third pick is Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. So also kind of old school, but I really loved how they started out 
is not being friends. I mean, Scully mm. was literally hired to spy on Mulder. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. And, I always forget about that. Um, they're just complete like opposites. I mean, Scully mm-hmm. has her faith and she's a huge skeptic and Mulder kind of believes in everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they still like, um, stuck up for each other mm-hmm. and supported each other's ideas and didn't, um, like if they're talking to their boss, you know, Scully completely doesn't agree with Mulder, but she doesn't say anything. She just nods and kind of goes with it. And same with Mulder, like, you know, he doesn't believe in, you know, Scully's skepticism and her ideas of stuff, but he doesn't call her out on it. And so they were just very professional and I just really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, that is really one of those like groundbreaking sci-fi shows like for for many reasons it, it was groundbreaking at the time but well, th- that was one of in my opinion one of the m- most overlooked reasons why it was so big was because they had that mutual respect for one another despite not um not fully believing in what the other believed uh, like you said they had conflicting opinions uh, and thoughts and whatnot but at the end of the day, they still, you know, that just because you don't believe in aliens and your partner does, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, <laughs> you can't get along uh, either professionally and or, you know, on a friendship like basis. So Right. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah, I just really liked how they balanced each other out mm-hmm. and. They still um, did everything in their power to remain, like, respectful to each other. Um, And, you know, they each had their own expertise and their own specialty. Like, Mulder was really good at profiling, and then Scully had all her autopsy stuff and Mm -hmm. her medical degree. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. I just... Yeah, that's appreciated in them. Yeah, that I mean that's another great thing about, you know, those um those duos where the two people aren't so similar. Like like it seems like a lot of the time they have more more things not in common than they do in common, but they end up complementing each other and and you know, complementing each other's strengths and weaknesses and um that's what makes them a great team is that yeah. they yeah. Which is why I didn't have Fitz Simmons in this spot, because like they are like the same person. <laughs> they they are very similar in like where they come from and their backgrounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Mulder and Scully are very much different people and different backgrounds. And yeah, so yeah, makes sense. Yeah, cool. Um, well, that's, that's my list. I think that's your list as well, right? Yes. Um, you want to, uh, knock out our shit that doesn't suck segment and then, uh, sign off? Um, sure. Cool. Shit that doesn't suck. So I've been obsessed 
obsessively playing Horizon um, Forbidden West lately. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome. I've just moved along pretty well in the plot just recently. Mm-hmm. Though I'm stuck trying to kill some robot crocodiles right now. <laughs> Those things are the fucking worst. Yeah. Like I, hey, I just got some fire arrows though, so I've got it. Um, well, oh, that's good. That'll that'll go a long way. I remember those crocodiles from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn though, and they were not my favorite. I, I think my least favorite is the birds. Yeah. The, the the frozen birds. Like, I always had such a hard time killing those fuckers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the. Detail and the scenery is nice. The plot mm-hmm. is still uh, really good. Yeah. Um, and the open world concept and mm. yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And it's so rare when I get to like really get into something and enjoy it just right. just for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it's been fun. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying playing it. Uh, I know you you've been playing it a lot, and uh, that just means to me that just like you said you're really enjoying it and getting engrossed in the the gameplay and the story and all that so i'm glad you're liking it um but for me uh i uh, i just been binging uh, a couple different things mostly uh seinfelds um i brought this up uh, a week or two ago that i'm going through seinfeld for the first time Really, like from start to finish, I grew up on this show. Like it was always on in my house, but I never sat down and watched it from start to finish. Um, and then I'm also watching on Hulu. Uh, it's about to wrap up um, the girl from Plainville, which is about um, oh, what's her name? Oh, uh, God, I forget her name. They they made a documentary or docu series about it. Uh, year or two ago uh, about the girl who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself via text message and uh, yeah it is I was mainly interested in watching it to see if it came off as more of a cash grab or if it was actually genuine and seemed to to further uh further the the story or like expose more detail that maybe had come to light after the documentary had wrapped up filming and all that um and uh i'm not sure about any new information but uh it's it's definitely interesting Uh, i think the last episode is going to air uh next sunday or monday um so we'll see but um yeah anyways uh i think that's gonna do it right yeah cool um so uh listeners thank you so much for tuning in uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already leave us a rating and review on um let's see apple podcast amazon stitcher spotify i think those are like the big four um Let's see. Uh, check out our Etsy shop where we make uh, all kinds of cool. Well, it's mostly mostly tumblers. Um, uh, there will be links for all this below in the description. Uh, check us out on social media. We have a. Uh, we're mostly active on Facebook. Uh, we we do post to everything, but we're we have a Facebook group where we have like uh, interactions with our listeners, and we do polls and stuff for upcoming um, upcoming 
episodes and, and all that. And we also have a Patreon. So if you'd like to support the show monetarily, uh, we have like a $2 tier and a $5 tier. Um, and you get all kinds of cool perks. You get to join our private Facebook group and uh, private uh, messenger chat and Discord where we um, you know, talk about behind the scenes stuff and you get a you know look at upcoming episodes and all that cool stuff and you get an introductory button and sticker set so um yeah anyways uh that'll about do it for this episode and as always be kind stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake bye bye, bye.